My name is Merrill Jubro, CEO of Mark Research and the chair-elect of the MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. I am really excited to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting and interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 60 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is Arturo Fosto, Global Brand Research Lead at Cadillac. Arturo, thanks so much for being a guest on Spartan Insights. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm always happy to talk to the MSMR program and the students and, uh, of course, with you. Oh, thanks, Arturo. I appreciate that. So, you know, it's interesting. I know we don't know each other that well, but I did check out your LinkedIn profile, and I saw you had a really cool job that I think a lot of people would be would want to hear a little bit more about, and actually some may be really, really jealous. You were a correspondent for the World Cup for ESPN years ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't in person, so they didn't pay for me to fly out there. I, I wish they had, uh, but they did this online correspondent program through – uh, their website, SoccerNet, and yep. uh, they assigned one person to each team. So there were 32 people selected worldwide, and it was yep. really cool, uh, just a very different experience. I'm not in journalism at all, though I do enjoy writing, uh, and I yep. enjoy reading sports articles and watching sports. And uh, the website got, I believe, over 200 million views during the tournament. I actually was getting fan mail sometimes, honestly, a little bit hate mail, people disagreeing with my takes. I was the sure. correspondent for Mexico during the World Cup. That's where I was born and raised. And so wow. it was just really cool experience, unlike anything I've done in my career. That's great. No, that's really, really cool. I've gone to a couple World Cup games when I was living in Boston in Foxborough. Well, back then it was called Foxborough Stadium. Now it's called Gillette Stadium, where the... Mm-hmm the world champion New England Patriots play. So, uh, but I, they get passionate about the game. If I'm not mistaken, Arturo, isn't it the number one sport in the world? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Definitely the biggest sport in most places in Latin America and Europe and, and Africa actually too. So yeah, uh, it's definitely, I would say the biggest, most popular sport in the world and growing here in the U.S. It is growing in the U.S. Absolutely. All right, so why don't we start for the listeners a little bit, just maybe a little bit of an overview of your career, maybe, a, I don't know, a 60-second commercial on Arturo? Yeah, so I graduated with a bachelor's in marketing from Michigan State just over 10 years ago, and I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. I was more looking at, like, sales types of jobs, financial analyst type positions, and then I was approached by an, a former professor, a professor in statistics in the business college at MSU, and he said he knew of a, a company that was looking for people who were marketing grads but had a strong background in statistics. And so he connected me with Docker Worldwide, uh, now Docker Frontier, and it just ended up clicking. I, I had taken a class where uh, we talked about market research, but really, I, I never really considered that as a career uh, until I talked to them. and. Uh, it ended up working out, and they were one of the few companies that were supporting the MSMR program at MSU. And their CEO said, "Hey, you know, maybe we can we can bring you on, and if you're interested, you know, you can be part of that first class of the program." So it was all kind of a whirlwind. I, I only prepared for GMAT for a couple of weeks. Most people take at least a couple of months, <laughs> but I was working while preparing for the GMAT. And then I, six months after starting working there, actually not even six months, more like four months after starting working there, I started the MSMR program in the very first class in 2011. 
And I've been doing market research ever since. I stayed with Docker for six and a half years. And then I moved to GM, first with their global customer experience group, uh, doing voice of the customer insights. So mostly looking at dealership satisfaction, both sales and service. And then over the last year and a half or so, I've been with uh, Cadillac as their uh, brand research lead. And so I lead all of our ad hoc research, quant and qual, anything from advertising research to customer satisfaction on new products, uh, product and feature naming, customer segmentation, you name it. And I'm also the voice of Cadillac marketing in product research studies, which are done by GM's product research organization. Wow, that's a lot. It's a big responsibility. So are you, uh, I know you've worked with cars for a long time. Is that a passion of yours? I mean, do you really love cars? I love cars. My dad was a big car guy, and so kind of gave me the bug <laughs> from a very early age. I love working with cars. I love being in this industry. My favorite part is when I get to go to the design studio and see kind of what we're working on and what we have coming out, sometimes in a few months, but sometimes in a few years. I like to tinker with my own car, though sometimes that means I make a small problem worse. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but I, but I enjoy doing it. That's great. That is great. So, you know, it's interesting. I don't watch a lot of live TV these days um, and haven't since the pandemic. But when I do, most of the commercials all have different messages, right, because of the pandemic. So my question would be, I'm sure Cadillac's advertising has changed over the last six, eight, nine months, right? Absolutely. We definitely want to make sure that people know that we care, that we're there yep. for them. We want to communicate that our vehicles are safe. We want to communicate uh, that we know these are difficult times for everybody. And, and we don't want to sound like cliche, but people really do care. General Motors really does care. Cadillac certainly does. And so we... For several months, we adjusted our messaging so that it wouldn't be so much, hey, you know, this is, you know, a car offer or, or something like that. And, and we really were more focused around uh, that safety aspect and that caring aspect. We certainly are still communicating that, though we have gone back to uh, more usual uh, advertising. And really, we have this really exciting launch right now with the 2021 Escalade, which is all new. So we have transitioned fully to product launch mode right now with the new Escalade. It's just fascinating because, you know, Mark Research in the insights world, we've been around for um, 56 years and trying to change our brand awareness with some of our clients or even prospects can be challenging because they think of you one way. Well, we were born on basically we had a set of projects, so we had large forecasting projects. Now, do we still do that? Sure, but it's a much smaller percentage of our business now. But trying to get them to see us, to mark research in a different light can be challenging. My gut is, I mean, when I think about Cadillac, and I may get this wrong, but I got to believe it's a brand that's over 100 years old and a brand that certain people have perceptions of, right, Arturo? How hard Absolutely. is it to change? Yeah, but how hard is that to change that brand awareness and that stereotyping and, and what's the role within research in that? And is that like one of your daily goals? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, the, the greatest thing and also the most challenging thing about working in, yeah. in research and in marketing as Cadillac is that it's the brand that everybody knows. Everybody yeah. got a Cadillac story, whether somebody in their family had one or 
um, somebody in their neighborhood or just uh, something they saw in a movie. Obviously, it's a brand that gets mentioned a lot in music. Uh, you know, so everybody knows about Cadillac. So that comes with preconceptions. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not as good. For better or for worse, everybody has an opinion. Every time we announce a new vehicle or a new name of a vehicle or new technology, it gets covered in national media. So we're constantly under scrutiny. And so it's really hard to change opinions of a brand. And that is one of the main goals of a lot of the research I do, whether it's advertising or brand positioning or communications. We're always talking about how to drive reassessment with people who maybe don't know all the great things that we're doing. And with the people that do know us and like us, how do we reinforce that or even tell them something new that they might not have known about the brand, even if they do like it. So yeah, it's really hard. It's something that takes months and years to do. It's not something you change with one advertising campaign or with one product. It really requires consistency and a concerted effort. But I also think about Cadillac because that was, that was my dad's brand. I lost my dad, uh, unfortunately, about uh, 25 months ago, and that was my dad's brand. He, you know, he drove a Cadillac every three years. He drove a different one. That was his brand for many, many, many decades. And my dad was never an ostentatious guy, but that's what he felt most comfortable in, right? So you're dealing with a brand that's very iconic, and, and I'm sure you look at it as like this privilege and this honor to be working on it you know, daily, weekly, monthly, right? Absolutely. It's really exciting. I mean, like I said, it's everything we do, um, you know, is something that people are going to know about. You know, the Cadillac doesn't really go under the radar. I can see actually the fruit of my efforts and uh, the research that we do. You can actually see it in the market and how it does and how people respond to it from vehicle naming, which I've helped do the research to name uh, several vehicles, uh, and then we you know we put it out there, and we see people's reactions to it. To maybe some tweaks we made to an advertising campaign or recommendations we made around certain communication strategies, and then we actually put it out there, and uh, we see how it performs. So yeah, one of the awesome things about working for Cadillac is they do get that reaction. That's also a challenge, and yeah. you know there's a lot of accountability that goes with that. But it's absolutely a privilege. I mean, you're not a car guy. And, and not get excited about working for Cadillac. No, I totally agree. So I know that, look, with the pandemic, we know that qualitative research, in-person research has, um, at the beginning, it came to a screeching halt. Now certain countries um, are having some in-person research. So talk a little bit about, obviously, I know how much planning you do with your budgets going into 2020. You probably had X amount of dollars um, on the budget and a lot of it earmarked for qualitative and, and different goals within that. But how has that changed during the pandemic? How have your research needs changed? Um, and what are you focusing on more now than you did, say, eight months ago? Honestly, our research needs didn't change that much. We are okay. um, aggressively launching vehicles in the next few years, starting with the new Escalade coming out right now, but then we've also announced announced next year we will launch the b-series blackwing our track capable uh, versions of the cp4 and cp5 then soon after that we transition into launching our fully electric vehicles and so far we've announced you know the, the lyric show car 
but the Lyric uh, will be a mid-size SUV, uh, fully electric, built from the ground up using GM's dedicated electric platform and our kind of state-of-the-art calcium battery. So uh, we're trying to communicate a lot right now. We have a lot of product launches coming up, but even beyond the Lyric, there's several other electric vehicles uh, that we will be launching. There's a lot of research needs around that, not just in terms of product research, which certainly is happening, but there's a lot of research about brand positioning and customer segmentation and uh, customer targeting and profiling and communication strategies and uh, how will we communicate the, the value proposition of our electric vehicles and all of that is happening. So while certainly, I'm not gonna lie, budgets were impacted, our research needs didn't change. What we did was actually absorb a lot of the quantitative research I have one person on my team other than myself, and then we also have support from uh, the Cadillac Insights team. And so we absorbed some of the quantitative research and conducted it in-house, reported on it in-house rather than use a different supplier. But our qualitative research, we're actually doing a lot of it. Last week, we did 10 focus groups in the United States. This week, we're doing focus groups in China. In, in the United States, we're certainly doing them all online, 100% remotely. Uh, in China, we're actually back to doing in-person focus groups, and we're actually in the field right now with, with some focus groups. So we are doing a lot of qualitative research. We recently completed a, an in-depth interview study with our dealers. We recently did another uh, set of qualitative for our advertising campaign around the uh, Escalade launch. Yeah, we, uh, we have not slowed down with qualitative research and, and our needs haven't changed. We have just adjusted and adapted on, on how we do it. Oh, that's great. So pick a number, three, four, or five. Four. Four, good. You really thought about that. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I, Give me I was trying to quality. see where you were going. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll never, you know what, Arturo? I don't know where I'm going. So that's hard for you to try <laughs> to figure out. I'll be honest with you. So give me four things because I know the students are really going to pay attention to this question for sure. Give me four things must have qualifications to be a great researcher. The world according to Arturo. Four things. Four things. Okay. First and foremost is an industrial curiosity. The questions uh, below the surface, not just knowing what, but trying to understand why and when and you know how that might change. So you know, having that curiosity is probably the number one thing. Uh, no matter okay. what type of research you do. Uh, number yep. two, a willingness to be wrong. Uh, and by that, I mean not being afraid of questioning the methods that you've been using, trying new things. You, you're certainly always going to research with hypotheses, but not being afraid to report if the results do not support the hypothesis or there might be a redirect. Really not being afraid of being wrong and actually taking that and learning from it. And adjusting from it. Third, I would say it always helps if you're talking about hard skills uh, and here's a plug for the program, but it certainly helps if you have the background on certain skills that are going to be required, uh, whether you're a qualitative okay. researcher and need to understand uh, how to connect with people, how to build rapport, you know, how to, how to ask questions in a way that makes sense to people or with quantitative certain types of analysis or methodologies or software. Yep. So all things you could learn in the wonderful Michigan State MSMR program. So it certainly helps coming in with, with some of that. 
uh, though a lot of it is learning on the job <laughs> and methods yep, and software and sure. all that, those things often change. So a lot of it you do end up learning on the job, but obviously it's, it's great to kickstart with some of that formal knowledge. Number four, I would say, let's say being able to communicate the what of uh, the research. You know, a lot of people are good at doing analysis. Uh, a lot of people are good at talking to people and, and you know, asking questions. But yep. uh, being able to tie that back to the business needs and being able to answer the questions and being able to tell your client, whether it's an external client or an internal client within the same company, sort of, so what? And what does this mean? And what should we do about it? That's super important. If you can't connect all those things, you're not truly a researcher. You might be a, a data analyst. You might be something else. I don't know. You could be a statistician, I guess. You could be a lot of things. But if you can't communicate the so what of what you learned in your research, uh, then I would say you're, you're probably not truly a market researcher. Yeah, no, I think that's a good list. Curiosity, willingness to be wrong, having the background to be a great researcher, and then to communicate the what or understand the so what. I think that's great. Let's end with this, Arturo. In terms of the MSMR program, the students who are all on the edge of their chair listening to this, what advice would you give the current students who are going to graduate next summer as they enter into the insights community? That's a great question. And it is obviously a really tough time to start in any industry, but yep. especially in this industry where, as you said, you know, budgets are impacted and uh, the way we even do research, especially qualitative, is impacted. So, yeah, challenging time. But I would say not trying to be too prescriptive about the type of company or the type of research you want to do. I think when I, you know, when I joined Docker and, and this, you hear this from market researchers all the time that they didn't really know what market research was and they should sort of fell into it by accident. If you get really broad exposure or if you get a different kind of exposure, maybe you thought that you wanted to be, uh, you know, in the auto industry, but the first, you know, the first opportunity or the best opportunity you come up with is, is on the supplier side, working in financial services. You just don't know. You might learn a lot. You probably will learn a lot because this is an industry in which uh, we do a lot of different things and few projects are identical to one another and actually few projects are even similar to one another. So you end up learning a lot just by being able to, being willing to try something out. Sometimes I hear MSMR students asking me like, well, should I go into quant or qual? Or should I go client side or supplier side? And yeah. I would say don't try to make that decision while you're still in the program. Uh, see what the opportunity that feels right for you is and trust your gut. And I bet you you're going to learn a lot from it. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really good advice. Arturio, I can't thank you enough for being on Spartan Insights. Really appreciate your time today. My name is Merrill Dubrow. And thanks for listening.